Today's guest is Boone Lockard, the new director of VGM Respiratory, who has spent 12 years working on both the provider and manufacturer aisles of the industry. Lockard joins HME News in 10 to talk about why there's a light at the end of the tunnel for the beleaguered CPAP market, how the new NCD for oxygen will be a big win, and why there's promise in resurging value-based care models. I'm Liz Bollier. And I'm Teresa Flaherty. And this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Stay with us. This episode of HME News in 10 is sponsored by the HME Data Bank. The HME Data Bank has the data you need to make knowledgeable decisions and move your business in the right direction. Determine your market share and track your competitors with the most comprehensive database of Medicare statistics available. For more information and to subscribe, visit www.hmedatabank.com. Hi, Boone. Welcome to the HME News in 10 podcast. Hey, good morning. Um, thank you uh, for having me on here, and I look forward to speaking with you. Yeah, and congratulations on your new role at VGM Respiratory. Let's talk about that new role. What do you feel you bring to the table with your experience as an RT that has worked on both the provider and manufacturer's aisles of the industry? Yeah, so great question. It's, uh, it's, it's been a ride. Uh, I've been in the industry here for uh, about 12 to 13 years here now. I'm thankful for both uh, my time on the provider and manufacturing side. It's, uh, it's been eye-opening to say the least. Both have provided a, a learning experience for me uh, that's helped me advance as a clinician and a professional, honestly, in the industry. You know, I was at a local DME for just about 10 years that went through the whole competitive bidding fiasco back in, I think it was 2013 is when it was rolled out. At that point, we didn't win, we didn't win a respiratory bid. I was with a family business that had been around for 70, 70 years at that time. And we weren't sure if the doors were going to be open in a year or two. So it was definitely, it was a scary time. We had to evolve. Uh, we entered different markets outside of the competitive bid areas. And we had to become more efficient, honestly. And uh, we had to evolve to com combat the challenges in the industry. On the manufacturing side, it's kind of a two-part question here. On the manufacturing side, it helped me mature as a professional in the industry. You know, I was with Phillips Respironics for about three years. My time at Phillips, I tried not to be that pushy, in-your-face account manager. I can honestly say I looked out for the best interests of my customers to the best of my ability and tried to apply the golden rule to my sales approach. I feel more recently in the respiratory category, Boone, there's been some new challenges, you know, around a large recall uh, with one of the manufacturers and supply chain challenges that have severely impacted product availability. Talk a little bit about, from your vantage point, is there a light at the end of the tunnel regarding some of those challenges? Is the, is the product category forever changed as you see it? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I figured we'd hit on the elephant in the room here. You know, there is a light at, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. DME owners are resilient folks. They've been put through the ringer before. You know, the Phillips device recall is one of the largest, if not the largest, medical device recalls in history. And the folks over at Phillips are also doing everything they can to make right by this. You know, every step of this remediation process had to be built from the ground up. And there's no playbook to go by to get through this. And like I said, they're, they're doing everything they can. 
there is a light at the tunnel, and uh, hopefully it'll be over uh, sooner sooner than later. Do you feel like the product category has changed in any way, Boone, as a result of the recall and the supply chain challenges? How have those sort of reshaped this product category, do you think? Yeah, so, you know, historically, there was ResMed and Philips Respironics that were that were in the CPAP uh, market. I feel like the recalls kind of opened this up for other manufacturers to enter the space, and I could see, you know, there being a third or fourth major player in this market moving forward. Right, which ideally would increase access, so that would be uh, that would be a good thing. I know a big part of VGM Respiratory is offering certain benefits to its members. Talk a little bit, you know, in the context of these challenges, what's a good reason, you know, to be a member of VGM Respiratory right now? Yeah, so throughout my entire career being in uh, DME, HME, and um, on the manufacturing side, I utilized VGM as much as I could. Uh, we have a lot of great resources over here to utilize. You know, I, I would bug Rhonda Burmeister, you know, every every three weeks or so if I had a question in regards to some sort of reimbursement or qualification guidelines uh, for certain product categories. Uh, she's kind of, she is the guru, the billing guru to get those questions answered for you. But just being on the BGM side, I mean, we're here more now than ever to help members bridge this revenue gap caused by the manufacturing crisis and exacerbated by the, the recall that we're working through. And my job over here is really to help members build or refine their ventilation or oscillating vest programs. And then VGM is also just great at connecting leaders throughout the industry to talk about best practices and who's doing what and what's working for someone or what's not working for them even. Right, right. We've talked about the sleep side of the respiratory market. What about the oxygen side? Late last year, we got a new national coverage determination for home oxygen therapy. Talk a little bit about why that's such a big deal and how the pandemic sort of played a role in putting more of a spotlight on therapy. Yeah, another great question. You know, I, I think there's a lot to still come in regards to this topic. The oxygen qualification guidelines have been an issue for uh, quite some time now. Um, what you consider a chronic stable state of a patient could be different than what CMS is uh, identifying a chronic stable state as. I think a, a huge win is on the horizon for the HME industry in regards to O2 qualification. How else has the pandemic reshaped home oxygen therapy and sort of more broadly the role of HME providers and how they're viewed in the continuum of care? I feel like as a RT, you have a unique perspective on this one. Right. I mean, the pandemic really brought two professional organizations into the limelight. Many people had never heard of a respiratory therapist or what they did until the pandemic hit. And then next mm -hmm. thing you know, we're on the six o'clock news. <laughs> I feel I feel patients home is going to be their primary place of care in the future. And that obviously brings the HME providers more into this picture. Technology and telemedicine will continue to evolve over the next probably two to five years, you know, I think we're finally moving more towards a value-based care system in the home. And uh, a lot of HME providers are already starting to dip their feet in, in the value-based care model and moving to different programs to where they're showing the payers or the providers that they're serving metrics and stats showing that they're keeping patients out of the hospital. 
my next question was what you think is in store for providers in this uh, respiratory product category two years, five years down the road? Talked about value-based care for many years here now. And that's the, I think that's the biggest ticket item that I see us moving forward with in the next uh, two to five years and down the road. And it sounds like technology and leveraging technology will play for HME providers, that will play a big role in, in how they're positioned in value-based care, from what you've said. Yeah, I think if you can show your insurance payers that you're, you're keeping, keeping patients in the home, keeping them out of the ER uh, or in the acute care facilities, I really feel like that gives you leverage to either renegotiate contracts with those payers. Um, and it's also going to help you win uh, at the referral source level if you can show that you're you're not just dropping off equipment and billing for it, you have some sort of stats to back up your clinical programs, I think it's going to be a huge win for our DME partners. Great. Well, thanks for joining us today, Boone. This is good stuff. I appreciate your time, and thank you for having me on. And that's HME News in 10.